Welcome to the Hub Crawl, a weekly roundtable podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Teg. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. This week, we want to welcome the publisher of Celebrations Magazine and author of 50 Years of Walt Disney World Magic and the upcoming Epcot 40th Anniversary Hardcover Books, which you can find all about at celebrationspress.com. Tim Foster, welcome to the show. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Also joining us this week, he's the assistant producer of the Supreme Resort podcast, a podcast I'm vaguely familiar with, who wrote everyone's favorite segment called Dan's Mailbag of Mail, which was later replaced with a robotic boy voice, and then later on with some science guy. That science guy is me, David. It's me. I don't know if you realize that. I'm the scientician. But anyway, David is a frequent Disneyland guest and hopeful Walt Disney World visitor someday, maybe soon. It's David Sally. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Good seeing you. Thank you both for joining us. Um, Let's start off with our first question from Teg. If you were, so this is, there's a lot of stuff going on with Disney right now and with the company. So if you were suddenly the head of the Walt Disney Company, what is one thing you would do with the company? And what's one thing that you would change about the company? So for the do question, it'd be something like that you want the company to do, whether it be uh, build a new park or make a certain movie, etc. For changing, this would be have them do something like close an attraction or sell off a piece of the company, something like that. So Tim, what do you think? Oh, this was such an open-ended question. I have like 12 answers here, but I can't give them all. So, um, you know, it, it, this is kind of a silly one, but I remember as far as what I would do, and this is just a purely selfish thing, I would bring back $12 extra magic hours nights. I always loved those. <laughs> they really, truly kept it to a minimum number of people, and 12 bucks was a small price. To oh, pay. that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, that's no problem. Now you go to a Christmas party and eh, might as well mortgage the house for that. But um uh, on a serious note, if they can do it, I don't know if it's possible. Lots of lawyering, lots of accounting people to figure out. But if they can get Marvel into Florida, hook, line, and the whole thing, I would be a happy person. Can they make it happen? I don't know, but I would try and get the people in line that could work it all out. That's my suggestion. And last but not least, please make a green team version of the Tower of Terror so I can finally ride it and see those awesome special effects that everybody talks about. They can make the elevator go slow. I know they can. So one out of 10, make it go slow so I can ride. Tim, I think that's just called that's easy. an elevator. No, not <laughs> the one that drops so my stomach comes out of my throat. I want that gentle one that goes up and down. Like, like the green team version of Mission Space. Mission Space, Don't yeah. Spin it. Don't make it. Don't spin. Just you could. They can control the elevator. They can do whatever they want. So ten times, make it do whatever you want. Have fun. But that eleventh time, make it go slow for that line over on the side that can't handle the rough stuff, but still wants to see the ghosts and all that fun stuff. So they've had one side of that that elevator down for a while for or refurb. So maybe that's it. You know exactly. I think it's going to (laughs) happen. So. But that's what I want. Uh, uh, Eric, what do you want? Uh, if I if I was in charge of Disney, the first thing that I would do is admit that I shouldn't be running Disney and get Josh tomorrow into CEO training stat. I'm assuming that means he's not already in training. I mean, that guy is going places. I, I think we can we can generally agree. So but um, so. yeah, uh, let's talk about the change. When when is Disney going to admit they screwed up? That they're kind of getting there with some of the changes lately when they're selling Genie Plus after midnight and before 7 a.m. There's it, like 
it's so weird right now. Just admit that it, it it's not working out. Dump it or change it. Let's go back to Max Pass. Uh, Max Pass at Disneyland worked out really well. Um, I don't know any stats. It seemed like it worked pretty well for me. Uh, a lot of people that I've talked to have been very happy with the way that it worked. You didn't have to plan your vacation out six, 60 days in advance like you did with the, the My Magic Plus at Walt Disney World. You came in, you, you could buy it ahead of time with your tickets, you could buy it on the day of, and you could just go unlimited to any of these rides. Just look and see availability, plan out your day as you went. It had a little bit, a lot, a little bit much of that facing your phone feeling, but if you like that, you could do it. And if you didn't like that, you didn't have to. Uh, it, it worked out pretty well. I'd like to see that at both parks instead of the current Genie Plus. Uh, and that's it. So what do, you, what do you think, David? How, how would you take care of the situation? Um, so I, I, I agree, actually, with both of you, especially the kind of the, I mean, they're trying to sort out, they're trying to figure things out in terms of capacity and so forth. So hopefully they get that uh, sorted out. I would say for the do, um, I would say just like act like a good corporate citizen, right? Like give your employees a living wage. Like we saw the, the, the PR nightmare, which was the, in response to the Florida legislation. So all that stuff, it just, you know, pay your taxes, you'd be kind of a good corporate citizen, if you will. Um, I know that's probably asking a lot (laughs) and, uh, you know, pay your fair share in corporate taxes, if you will. But I do think like, you know, people love the brand. I think that people, it would be great if people also love the company. Um, Let's, let's be, be fair for just a second here. I I, I hate to interrupt you, David, but they had the, the entire point of the Reedy Creek district was for the Disney company to pay more taxes than is allowed in Florida law. Uh, understood. And I'm okay. not thinking, I'm thinking more, not so much the Reedy, but I was thinking more along the lines of like the, the legislation turned don't say gay in Florida, which, which was poorly handled, if you will, but, True. but, but seeing, you know, kind of seeing how some of the things have occurred in Anaheim, kind of the, 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 um, the, I recall that with regards to the, um, with regards to the employees in Anaheim, there was some sort of loophole around around um, wages, if you will. And oh, this is like, yeah, right, like because it was the ownership of the of the garages, if I remember correctly, and whether they were, whether anyway. So um, that would be my do, my change. I'm gonna cheat, and I'm gonna put two in. One, uh, very simple, just fix the app. Just just put everything in the app. I don't know why I have to get some stuff in the app and then go to an external website. If I want to book a hotel room or, or what have you, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it's 2022. I mean, come on guys, let's get this together. And then, um, and then as far as like change as it relates to park, um, I've long advocated, I'm not quite sure why Toontown has its own theme. Like it was an okay movie that most people who go there probably have never even seen. So why not just embrace the Muppets IP and just, Retheme the whole thing, right? That would be my that'd be my number one suggestion. So, take what would be your what would be your ideas to to do and change for Disney if you were head head in charge? Well, a couple things. One, something that I've been irritated about for a long time. So, I've been a shareholder for quite a few years, and so of course I get the Disney shareholder packet, and I read through their profit and loss things and all of this stuff. And the two big things that stick out of stuff that I would um, that I would do is I would get rid of ESPN and ABC because I feel like, sure, there's some synergy opportunities there. I don't think that they're taking full advantage of that. 
um, terrestrial, you know, like like cable networks and stuff are kind of the thing of the past. Disney Plus is where they should be putting all of their efforts and and thoughts and stuff. You know, they can take the stuff that they, the successful parts of ESPN and ABC and put that into their streaming platforms and they don't have to have it be ESPN or ABC. Um, I just think that they, they lose a lot of money on that and they always seem to throw more money at that. And it makes me mad because I like the theme parks and it seems to me like the theme parks always make money and that's where they cut money from. And it's really aggravating. The other thing I would do is I would build, I would say we need to build a Midwest or Central US resort. I think that would help a lot with the amount of people going to Disneyland and Disney World and causing overcrowding issues. We obviously need another, if not two more, Disney resorts somewhere in the United States because of how popular. I think that that's an easy solution for them to continue to make tons of money and also deal with the fact that so many people are going there. And at the same time, when they do those, I don't mean starter parks like Hong Kong was. I mean fully thought out, fully that you could spend a couple days at. I mean spend spend a boat ton of money and put in, you know, 25 attractions at a park, you know, like don't start with this like 12 attractions business because that's not going to help anybody. Um, and the other thing too is, again, let the Imagineers spend money and do stuff. Do like the Oriental Land Company, throw money at Imagineering, you'll make the money back. The Oriental Oriental Land Company for Tokyo makes a ton of money at Tokyo Disneyland. And they literally write a blank check to Imagineering. I don't know why Disney doesn't do that for their own parks. Why are they doing this for a park that they basically lease um, to this other company? So it's just silly to me. That's what I wish they would do. Well, that wraps up our first question. Now let's go to Tim for his question this week. Oh, I get to ask this question. This is great. So, okay, gentlemen. So what would be your favorite overlooked attraction? That attraction, it's not the headliner. It's not the one everybody goes to. It might be the one nobody even remembers is there. But maybe it's your guilty pleasure. So I'm wondering what that would be. So that, do I get to answer? No, Eric gets to answer this first, right? Yep. <laughs> you get to I'm answer re- I'm reading my list. I think, <laughs> oh, so I'm hoping none of you take my answers. So, okay. no, Eric, where are, you take, where are you taking this? Let's find out. Um, I don't even know what's I, I keep hearing about my, my kind of go to's were like Tiki Room and living with the land. And I keep hearing that people are liking these again. So I, I still like them. I'm not going to be a total hipster and, and say <laughs> I don't like them anymore. <laughs> but uh, is Country Bear attracted starting to be more popular again? I really like Country Bear Jamboree, but I think Country Bear needs a refurbishment. It, well, yeah, it needs a, needs a little little oil, a little love. So do the tiki the tiki birds and plants who are a little clicky these days, both coasts. So I'm just gonna go to resort launches. Um, I I love taking a boat. I love finding a way to get onto a small boat and go from go from the Magic Kingdom to uh, to any of the places around the seven seas lagoon. If I get lunch reservations at steakhouse uh, 71, I'm going to head over there on a boat. If I go to trader Sam's or Tambu lounge, I'll take a boat over. I will find any excuse possible to take a boat because you can't do that at Disneyland. Not the same way. I just love going out on the water. Even if it's hot, a hot, humid day, it feels so great to, ride on a boat for a few minutes and get to your destination. It's a great break from the, uh, the rowdiness of those parks. You know, as soon as you said that, I realized the danger in this question was you're going to give away all my favorite places to go. And now when I go to the boat, there's going to be a line of 500 people waiting to get on the boat. Cause Eric, well, 
we're very influential. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that, by the way. That's my favorite ride. So, all right, I like it. Um, David, what do you? What's your go-to? I know you're a Disneylander, but what's what's your place to to hang out? It it seems like all the rides are popular because all the rides are long waits. I'd say for me though, the one that's like simple pleasure overlooked attraction would be the Mad Tea Party, aka the Teacups. Um, it is my wife's favorite ride. We ride it every time we go to the parks, usually first thing in the morning after eating crazy shake and having a beer. So that's probably a bad idea, but <laughs> nonetheless, uh, it's simple. The queue is short. Uh, when we go with the full family, I have two uh, grown kids who are college age. And so it's always fun to fit for not small people into a teacup and then just see <laughs> how quickly we can spin that baby around. So I, I, I'd have to say teacups. It's, it's, it's simple. People walk past all the time. I even also like sometimes just to, I, I, you know, you love the theme music um, for the ride. And sometimes it's fun just to stand there and just watch people like get on, you know, even keeled and then kind of wobble off the ride. So that'd be my, that'd be my answer. But take, what about you? What, what, what's, what, what do you see as an overlooked ride that you personally enjoy? David, I'm with you, man. It's, uh, it's hard because there's lines for everything nowadays. And I think that part of that is kind of doing what Genie, what they want a Genie to do, right? So there's long lines for the popular things. So you just go to anything that has a short line. So I kind of feel that way. Uh, I would say I got to do a dig at Eric real quick, and I didn't realize this, but I also have to do a dig at Tim, um, that I would say Fantasmic in some circles are overlooked things that people don't go do, but Fantasmic really? is amazing, and I just don't understand how two people on this podcast have not seen the whole thing through, but I will Wait a minute. <laughs> I've seen it in Florida. You said... Dis- oh, that's not seeing it, Tim. All the right. Florida version <laughs> is not Fantasmic. It's not as good. There's something magical about the fact that everything for the show comes out of the ground and takes place in the middle of the park, where during the day you can't even tell that something was going to be there. But. Well, we have an amphitheater, so... Yeah. Ooh, you have good seating, but you have a tiny little stupid boat that he comes out anyway. <laughs> and that's why I haven't seen it that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't blame you for not seeing that piece of garbage. But anyway, um, otherwise, probably something like Eric said, like the Tiki Room, or I feel like Spaceship Earth might be one of these things, because I really like Spaceship Earth, but I feel like there's hardly ever a line for it. I feel like people file into Epcot and just pass it, like they don't realize what it is or something. Um, Because a couple times I've been to Disney World and I've been to Epcot, there's never like a huge line for it. And I know that it's an Omnimover and like it moves fast and everything, but still, it just seems like something that people don't go do or whatever. Um, But then also, I want to say, Eric, they're about your boat launches. That was the most magical seeing a Magic Kingdom style park in my entire life. I got on the boat and as we were heading across the lagoon, the castle off in the distance, it was very fairy tale feeling. So there is, there is something very magical about that. Um, That is something that 100% Disney world has on Disneyland for sure. Even on Uh, the big fairy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the big fairy and I thought it was amazing because we, we came around and, it looks it literally looks like that fairy tale castle in the distance that you're going to this magical land. It's it's very cool. Unlike Disneyland in the past where you had a big giant parking lot in front and Disneyland now where you basically have to walk through either a shopping district or like a transit hub before you get to kind of the magic. Uh it's very magical from the ticket and transportation center on basically. Uh well, I feel like we're going to have another Disney World answer because uh we're going to Tim. What do you think? 
Well, that was a good prediction. So, all right. So my definition of this, as far as overlooked, um, it's one that I think adults overlook. And it's in the Magic Kingdom. It's Enchanted Tales with Belle. And, and I mentioned this, it's, it's not that you can walk in all the time and it does get busy, but I, I was one of these people, um, adults who go to the Magic Kingdom, they think of it as it's just for kids. It's just a place to meet a princess. It's not for me. I'm going to go ride the roller coasters and have some fun. But I promise you, if you thought that, don't think that, go, even if it's just you, and I've done this. Um, you will be it, enchanted. It lives up to its name. It is one of the most magical experiences I ever had. I had to kind of force myself to go because I thought that going in, and eh, it's a kid's princess meet and greet. What should I do there? But uh, I mean, seeing Belle, seeing the enchanted, the magic mirror, uh, seeing just seeing the kids' faces when Belle comes in, um, it bring never fails to bring a tear to my eye, no matter how grown up and how. Um, hardened you think you are you you will cry i promise you and so it's one thing i always tell grown-ups don't overlook it don't pass it by if you can stop in and uh see what it's like and by the way go on the swiss family treehouse it's funny every so many people go by and i swear 90 percent of the people don't realize that's actually something you can go in and explore one because nobody's ever in there and there's not a big sign but I hundred percent agree, Tim. We yeah, it's it's so Teresa much. And I yeah walked right by it. We we thought that the park wasn't open yet, right? Because, like we <laughs> yeah. were there for rope drop, and we we're like, oh, I yeah. don't think it's open yet. We just walked on by. We never went up in it. Yeah, and and that it's really cool. It's really great at night because uh, no one's there. You feel like you adventure land to yourself. So uh, uh, to me, it's one of those hidden little gems, and it, it has all that uh, Walt Disney history to it too. That's one of the attractions that was done when he was uh, creating Disneyland. So uh, good stuff. Those are my recommendations. I, I love those, Tim. Um, yeah. The Swiss family Treehouse. My, my mom really likes doing that. So we try, we don't get there every time when the whole family's there, but we usually make, make an effort to get up there. Um, that's pretty great. And I've never done enchanted tales with bell. And oh. I've heard that from multiple people Oh yeah. that how, how dare you skip this attraction? So I, I plan on taking my nieces there um, as a good excuse. And I go in, uh, oh, in a few weeks, it's a few weeks from now. Oh, bring handkerchief. You will cry. I promise you. you will cry. Unless you get pulled up on stage to be one of the knights, which I did, which, you know, you have to look strong and brave. So, so, so less crying when you're trying to look well, strong and brave. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's okay, but you're part of the show now. So you're kind of, you're on stage. So, so, okay. so be, be inconspicuous and stay in the background, but you, I mean, I see you, you're going to be a knight. They're going to pull you up. It's just, you, you're <laughs> that right. guy. You're that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I hear there's some great effects. It, it looks. Oh yeah. The mirror really is amazing. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Everybody talks about the mirror, so I'm looking forward to it. And Lumiere, one of the most amazing animatronics you will ever see. And he's only a foot tall. I'm going to have to look this up on YouTube. Awesome. All right. No, on I'm, YouTube. I'm, Go I'm, see it for yourself. I'm psyched. Don't yeah. <laughs> All right. We're two questions down, which means we have reached our halfway point. Please head on over to thehubcrawl.com slash support. Join our Patreon group. Uh, find out about some of the great uh, advantages of going uh, of of supporting our show, which include additional content. You can listen to this entire show a little bit, a little bit early, even, and you get some extra content at the end. A bonus question, 
Um, you know, we don't always get all the questions in and the, uh, the time allotted here. So it's nice that we have a little bit of extra space where we can we could talk with our guests a little longer and have a little more fun. Head on over there. It's not all that expensive. Just five bucks. Is it five bucks? Tag Tag is nodding. It's five dollars. Just five bucks can help us out a lot. Uh, please head on over and give us a little extra support if you enjoy this show. Well, it's time to get back to the questions. Let's hear what Eric has for us this week. Based entirely off of theming, we're leaving out food, the great restaurants, we're leaving out attractions. What is your favorite World Showcase Pavilion at Epcot? David, you haven't been to Epcot. Why don't we go to you first? <laughs> let's go to let's go to David for his expert opinion, right? Um, <laughs> no, um, looking at the 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 um, the different pavilions, just again, if I'm looking at the theming, if I'm looking at like the architecture and design, I'd I'd have to say Japan. I've never been to Japan. I've always wanted to go to Japan. Um, obviously living in the San Francisco Bay, we have Japan town. Um, and so it is, I, I, the architecture looks great, uh, down to the landscaping looks really cool. I understand that there's a, a, a terrace, which looks like a great vantage point to watch fireworks. And like I said, I've, I've, I've never been to Japan. And if you're going to strike out questions around food and alcohol, that will handicap me a little bit, but, uh, that would be, that'd be my answer. How, Tag, how about you? I, I don't know, man. Eric, you said food and attractions. I mean, like, what's the point of World Showcase if you can't like, <laughs> drink around the world? Isn't that the, the, the big thing? Um, no, this is a tough one. Uh, Japan, David, I agree. Like, Japan's super cool. I love the theming and the quaintness and everything that they have in the Morocco Pavilion. It was just kind of fun to walk around, like, the little, you know, alleyways and stuff in Morocco. Of course, the UK is gorgeous, and I feel like feels for some reason to me slightly larger than the other pavilions. I don't think it is. I just think that it feels that way for one reason or another. Um, Canada has a huge like waterfall and everything. Of course, I have to say Canada too, because man, I love that. I, I don't even know if they have it there anymore, but that cheesy Canada, Canada. Oh, the movie's oh, different Canada. now. Oh, I love that though. James and I <laughs> sung that for the rest of that trip. It was in our head. The uh, song is still there. I, the song is still there, right? I don't know. Now I'm doubting myself. I I, I've only seen so. the movie once. I hope it's like Soren, where they kept the the welcome to Soren like safety spiel, even though the ride's different now that they kept that because it was such an iconic thing. Maybe that's what's going on with Canada too. I don't know. I have to go look on it. Well, Martin uh, Short isn't there anymore, so oh, that doesn't true. that doesn't bother me too much. Uh, so Tim, well, tell that was your. <laughs> what is what is your uh, what is your favorite world showcase pavilion if you take out food and attractions see now i was told if i gave my answers ahead of time no one would steal them and sure enough somebody takes japan which is two people cur- everybody so far has <laughs> yes said japan. which is the correct answer by the way so no i love, love japan hands down it's um uh, everything you said the 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 more the, the tranquility, the gardens. Um, there's one spot. It's, it just might be my favorite spot in all of Walt Disney World, if there is such a place. And it's uh, for people who've been there. It's at the upper terrace. It's at the Yakitori House. There's a, a little area up there, a sitting area for the restaurant. There's a, there's a waterfall there. There's paper lanterns, uh, especially at night. That's one of the most tranquil, peaceful places you'll ever find. Uh, and amazing to think that there are hundreds of your closest friends walking not far away from you as they go around the promenade world showcase, but it's such a great place to be. Um, The Mitsukoshi department store is absolutely hands down. My favorite store in all of Disney, my daughter and I go there all the time and spend lots of time in there looking for anime stuff and food. 
Oh, you said no food, but hey, it's it's <laughs> snacks. Pocky's not food. It's just a good time. Um, but yeah, Japan, it's so it's such a beautiful, tranquil pavilion. Absolutely my favorite place in all of Walt Disney World, I will say. Man, you're all you're and all making means, really great cases. So well, Eric, do you agree? Are you gonna ch- agree with this? Uh, yeah, we tied it up with four for Japan. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the gardens are fantastic and you don't always think about those because not everybody knows about those which is why they're tranquil and we ruined it because we are yeah, so influential nobody go go to france go to that that rat ride yeah Leave yeah you know who else has a great garden the uk they've got a little tea garden it that's pretty nice too go Canada's over there got the waterfall and gardens i'm just saying mm-hmm. yeah then you can go and Victoria see Victoria gardens yeah Mm-hmm. You, you see, I'm I'm a sucker for walking inside a building and then feeling like you're outside. Mexico pulls that off for me. I like that inside they have the ability to have to have some some culture represented in their their little museumish area. They have some current. Well, it's been Day of the Dead stuff for a little while since Coco came out, but they have made changes over over time. The shops downstairs are also pretty great. There, it's it feels like a little a little festival. They have what feels like authentic art. I, I don't know. I, I've never researched into into this, which is surprising to me. But it seems like they they they're importing. I know at one point they did import art from Mexico when they originally set up the pavilion. So it's a it's a very different space. I, I think the only thing that maybe maybe pushes Japan to the front for me is that. It's become so popular since they off they they open up that tequila bar downstairs on La Cava hmm. del Tequila, and it's become more busy. It used to be a really quiet space indoors in the middle of this pavilion. The, the entire pavilion is indoors. So yeah, may, maybe uh, maybe you guys are winning me over. Maybe it's Eric, a Japan. I will say I would have picked Mexico. That was my gut instinct. Mm-hmm. But then you said no food or attractions, and for me, it reminds me of Blue Bayou. And I think mm-hmm. sitting at that restaurant and watching the boats go by is is really what I like about it. Because I'm the same as you. I like, I love, uh, like um, in Vegas where you are inside and you feel like you're outside with you know at the right, like the, the Venetian, Venetian, yeah, yeah. I love that. In fact, when we James and I did our road trip last summer. Uh, we went through Vegas, and the Venetian was the only casino I took him to because I said, you've got to see this because you are inside, but it feels like you're outside. It's amazing. And that's how I feel about this. And I love Pirates of the Caribbean and Blue Bayou for the same reason. So, But because you said not food or attractions, I felt like those were the two things that did it for me there. So I felt like I had to m- remove it. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'll I'll accept Japan as a as a pretty pretty uh, fantastic option. All right, good discussion. <laughs> Since that's the correct answer, that would be <laughs> well. Apparently, it is. I've I'm been sorry. told. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tim comes on my I'm show. A little, I'm a our little show. Biased. I'm a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right, Tim. Uh, let's get our next our last question. Not our next question. Our last question going here, David. What do you have for us? So it sounds like, uh, you know, we're all Disney parks fans, you know, be there at the rope drop, hang out all day, hang out all night. I feel like that the parks are a lot different experience at nighttime than daytime. Um, And so my question was, what what ride or attraction do you uh, personally enjoy to find? You find it to be much more enjoyable at nighttime as opposed to daytime. Tag, what do you think? So do you. So personally, I think. 
the entire park is better at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire any of the parks. I think that the design, the lighting team is is amazing. And I I've told Teresa this a hundred times. The next time they do a twenty four hour like the park's going to stay open. I will sleep during the day and I will spend all night at the park because nighttime at the park is my favorite time at the park. But They're if you're never doing that again, though, huh? never going to do that again, I don't oh, think. Oh man, they need to like, I'd pay so much money for it. Anyway, anyway. Um, two attractions, I think fit this bill for me. One is the Matterhorn. Um, I do love seeing Tomorrowland and everything as I zoom by on the Matterhorn. Plus something that bugs me about the Matterhorn is if you ride it during the day, that first lift hill is so dark and your eyes can't adjust from the brightness of outside to that lift hill. So at night, mm. at least you kind of get to see a little bit of the lift hill and kind of get that. Because to me, even even the projected, uh, you know, snowman growling at us or whatever, I can barely see that if it's been really bright outside. Uh, I would say a close follow up for me for that would be Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, because, um, again, it's lit up so beautifully at night. It feels faster at night. Um I just any any of the outdoor stuff basically, but Big Thunder does it for me. But but I like Big Thunder in general. So what about you, Tim? Well, we actually talked a lot about this um, over at the magazine and on our podcast. That so many attractions are different at night, and for me, the one that's perhaps the most different from the way it is during the daytime would be the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. And I love going there at night because during the day it's fun filled. There's jokes aplenty. I won't. Uh, subject you to any of them but at night it just becomes so spooky and creepy and you you get just a little bit away from that dock you're you're in the middle of nowhere you're in the deepest darkest uh, reaches of the jungle especially when you get um to the temple and uh especially if there's a not a pouring rain but a a drizzle clouds and it's it's just so spooky and it's so different than how it is during the day and and if I can make my way over there at night, I always do it. Um, I will give uh, a, another mention to an entire land since, you know, you took all of Walt Disney World, which kind of shot all of our answers out. But <laughs> I'll take a whole land and um, uh, Pandora at the Animal Kingdom just is so incredibly beautiful at night and so different than it is during the day. And I remember when we went there at night, the just just the splendor of, of Colors, I swear, I've never seen in my life before coming alive before you in the bioluminescent forests. It's even if you don't go on the attractions or do anything, but just go through the land. Pandora at night, I always have as a must do whenever we go to Walt Disney World. And that takes us to I'm not reading my script. It's Eric who's next. (laughs) Sorry about that. Hey, so, Eric, where are you going? Well, the best part is I already know your answer and I love it already. So what is it? (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to do another cheating double answer because nice. um, we're, we're going to start out not to rub it in for you Disneylanders. It hurts, Eric. It hurts. Uh, I, I love going around Tomorrowland on the People Mover. We did hey, it the last yes. time we were there. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's so it's so great going around at night. It's peaceful. You get to hear. I mean, it, the crowds are sometimes dying down sometimes you get that big rush right after the fireworks are done but but anyway get onto the people mover enjoy a nice tour around tomorrowland it's it's so great they they do the lighting very well there in tomorrowland i love it at night uh but i think david sparked in me a memory a a thought that my maybe my one of those attractions that changes completely for me at night 
are the teacups at Disneyland. Riding them at night is this weird, it's almost hallucinogenic feeling. Like it's so, it, it evokes so much of the movie. The color is crazy. You're spinning around. It doesn't have that same feeling at, at Walt Disney World in the tent, uh, the, the, that sort of festival tent. It's a little bit bigger there, I think. Um, we haven't done an episode on that one yet, but um, it, it feels so great going around with all the lanterns hanging down and just seeing everything whirling at night is the best time to ride those teacups. Yep. David. Yeah, to- no, totally agree. <laughs> the teacups, it, 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 nighttime is a much different experience. And I think everybody kind of hit on a, what I was thinking was principally, Hey, this we're talking about something. It's an outdoor experience. It's got a good nighttime lighting. Um, for me, it, it, it's a ride, probably a ride where I don't have to notice the small thing. So a big Thunder Mountain, great, right? Um, a Jungle Cruise is super fun, way different in the daytime than it, uh, than at nighttime, if you will. And I, you know, enjoy the kind of the the kind of creepy, mysterious. We're in the we're in the we're in the jungle now, and we're riding in this dangerous boat. The other one, a Grand the Matterhorn. The other one that that kind of popped to mind was the Incredicoaster. I mean, it's mm. great in the daytime. It's super fun at nighttime. Oh yeah, um, uh, and it's it, and the only the other the only quite frankly, the only indoor ride that I could think of that feels different is the Haunted Mansion. The lead up in the dark is much different, if you will. Obviously, it's an entire indoor ride, but Tag, when you talk about that that uh, transition from really, really bright, you know, Southern California, Florida sun into a darker room, like the transition's easier. It's just, it's, it's just a cooler experience at nighttime. Well, best of all is when you get it, when there's an evening thunderstorm rolling off in the distance which I've done. And that just takes that creepy level up to a hundred. Oh, nice. Really, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What a great episode we've had with all these really thought provoking questions. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode though. Uh, if you are a Patreon supporter, we will have a bonus question uh, for those supporters. So again, the hubcrawl.com slash support, if you'd like to hear that question, but we, for now, we would like to thank our guests, David, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. I had a great time. And thanks, Tim, for being here with us. Uh, This was a ball. Thanks so much. Well, join us next time where we continue to talk all things Disney. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) 